morning, good afternoon, good evening, or maybe even good night. Well, welcome back, listeners. Welcome back to the little room above the antique shop for episode number four. Is it number four? Yeah. Hooray! I got it right. With me, Chris, and with Nick, too. Hello! And you'll be pleased to know we've got no special guest. Nobody wanted to come and see us today. No. That's alright. We'll get by. So, welcome to Oddcast. And as you know, take stranger news stories from around the world and give our opinions on them. And before that, Nick would like to say a few thank yous to people. Yeah, big, uh, thank you for Rob last week as our guest. Yes, thank Very you, Doctor. Doctor, Doctor, Doctor Rob. Uh, thank you to Dave as well for his uh, nice message. Ambulance Dave. Ambulance Dave. We'll have to get him on as well at some point. <laughs> and thank you to the guy who listened to it in Canada, apparently, from the SoundCloud feed. It said there was one listener in Canada. Wow. Could be Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> you never know. I don't know. Who else is there? Famous Canadians. Ben Johnson. Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah, loads yeah. of actors. Yeah. yeah. Most of the best actors are Canadian. Take that, Yanks. Ha ha. Ha ha. Eh? Alright, now I'm going to start this this week with a, a story about a 72 year old German man. A grandfather. Who was uh, allegedly, um, well, not allegedly, he took his granddaughter out. To a lake. It's a nice little drive in the country. Well, yeah, as you do. You take your grandkids out. Oh, I don't know. I've got my own kids, my well, own grandkids. But he was out taking his nine-year-old granddaughter who asked if she could ride in the trunk. Mm, strange request, I know. Yeah. Well, hey, he's a 72-year-old granddad. If you want to ride in the trunk, you ride in the trunk. Maybe he rode in the trunk as a nine-year-old. Who knows? (laughs) Well, they took a a trip to Sorp Lake in the Sauerland area of the North Rhine. Uh, When they arrived, the 72-year-old man was so enchanted by the scenery that he got out and went for a walk. (laughs) Mm. It's a beautiful day. I, I don't know what that accent is, it's a bit Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Fassbender then. Uh, whilst out for his, his beautiful walk in this beautiful scenery, tourists heard a girl's cry for help as she pounded on the inside of the boot or trunk. And they summoned firefighters who were able to free the girl from her car. A local police spokes- spokesman told told us that the grandpa was visibly affected by the incident upon his return and given a warning by German police. You must not leave your granddaughters in the boot. <laughs> he also promised to let, never let anyone, not even not even his granddaughter, but anyone in his trunk again. Well, if you're right, as long as he's not a mobster or something. You might. Well, yeah, yeah. I would, I would stick you in the boat, but uh, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. No, so you I've have to done, sit in the back. I've done quiet. this too many times. Last time I was caught by my own stupidity. <laughs> but this will not happen again. But you've got to wonder about the, the, the granddaughter, though. 
Yes, Grandad, can I ride in the boot? Now, I don't know, when I was nine, he was like, can I ride in the front? Just fed up sitting on the back seat. I went in the in the boot once in my dad's car, but not when it not a closed boot. It was like an estate car, so you just sat in the back. Oh yeah, everybody's done yeah, that now, haven't they? It's a bit different. But I mean, you can see for a start. Exactly, it's like I don't know, Clooney and Lopez, isn't it? Is that out of sight? Oh yeah, here? yeah. Maybe maybe the granddaughter had seen that film and thought, "Oh, that's a good idea. I'd like to ride in the trunk." Yeah. Yep, Grandad, tape up my wrists. <laughs> Stick me in the boot. I've just watched The Vanishing. Well, I just... Oh, he's watching Jackass or something. Well, what else can you say? I mean, he's a, just losing, just taken in by the sheer beauty yeah. of the scenery. And just he probably drove all the way there and it was nice and quiet and he was like, oh, what a lovely day. And he completely forgot he had his granddaughter in the boot. Yeah, it was a lovely day and had a... T- Saying from the passenger seat, we nearly there, yeah, I need a wee, he said, nice. He was the one who was needing a wee when he got there, probably, that's where he went, he's yeah. 72. And he needs to pee quite a lot. Found a nice bush somewhere. Yes. I'm not sure he's having his pee, I'm sure I'm missing something. What is it? I like the car, yeah, I like the car. Yeah, I've got, got my cigarettes. Got, got me hats. Got my chocolate. Got me house vice. Hmm. No, no, I've got everything. There you go. More of the story. Don't give your kids to How long was he away from the, the car, does it say? No, the story doesn't say, but he, obviously he's not going to be away that long, is he? Because he's only gone, he's gone for a walk. I mean, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. How long do people ramble for? Well, yeah. That's a long time, even the fact that it didn't even occur to him at all while he was out on his walk. <laughs> It might have occurred to him after about 20 minutes, but then he's gone over 20 minutes yeah. to walk back then, hasn't he? But you know the granddaughter's, she knows the car's stopped. You're going to know it. Let me out, granddad. Granddad? Has he fallen asleep at the wheel? <laughs> Is his hearing aid falling out? Granddad! Granddad! Nope. No, that's it, but... Don't ever let your kids ride in the boot of a car. Obviously, no seats in, in the back. Either. Unless it's an estate car. Yeah, yeah. So that works for me. <laughs> you can sit in the boot in the boot with a dog then, if you got a dog. Right. You got a story there, young Nicholas. I have. It's another car-related story. Actually. Ooh, I like driving in my car comes from, uh, was it Russia? Yes, Northern Moscow. Yeah. A Russian man who was slightly disgruntled by having to wait 20 minutes at a car dealership decided to go on a rampage and destroyed several cars and demolished the showroom floor. (laughs) Just for waiting 20 minutes? Just for waiting 20 minutes. I am troubled waiting 20 minutes. Too long. We're not queuing in Moscow. (laughs) The off-road rage incident occurred on Saturday at Pelican Cars Auto Dealership in northern Moscow. <laughs> off-road rage. I like that. <laughs> the man who's been named as a regular customer, Dr. Kustov Michael, who I think is an obstetrician or something like that. Yes, obstetrician. And he's just snapped. Yeah. For waiting 20 minutes. Yeah, he came to pick up his vehicle, which was at the dealership for repairs, when he was asked to wait... For by an employee while they retrieved the vehicle. 
Apparently, you, the, uh, you initially waited quite calmly in the reception area, but after a 20-minute wait, he became increasingly angry until his temper reached a boiling point. Rather than seek out an employee for assistance, the man went outside, got into the dealer's loaner car, and then basically drove it through the front door. <laughs> he, sma- he smashed it through the show in a grand- one of those Grand Vitari little Jeep things. That's, is that the Suzuki one? Yeah. Drove it through the showroom window and smashed it into several vehicles. We've actually we've actually got the video on there. Obviously, you can't see it, but we can watch it. It's quite funny. You can see him. He's out. Oh, hang on, what's going? Is it playing? Yeah, he's outside. He's just driven in through the front front door, and now he's ramming one of the first cars in there. There's two. There's two <laughs> other cars in the main area, and he's like trying to ram it. And this is the best bit: the woman who comes along, <laughs> who just sort of stands there and she taps on the window. Excuse me. Do you know where you are? <laughs> and he starts driving out, and he looks like he's about to drive out. Oh, no, and he's reversing back and smashed into another car. He's just, just for 20 minutes. you got to wonder, though, a 20-minute wait. How long has his car been in there for repairs? Well, that's the point. Oh, he's just in a nice uh, J-turn there, I think they call it. <laughs> a J-turn. <laughs> and brake turn. Yeah. Uh, inside still, the showroom. Oh, he's still inside the showroom, yeah. There's a woman, the one, obviously, only one sale assistant there at the time. She just stood there looking. But he's just basically going back and forth at the moment, ramming into cars and displays. And She stood in the showroom looking. And he's, he's oh, now he's just run. driven through the reception area. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Driven I'll pick up the, a car in a minute. <laughs> just hit the main reception desk. And the car's now smoking away. It's a good, it's a good advert for the safety of the car, though. It's still going, <laughs> even though the front's caved in pretty much. Oh, and there he goes. He's gone through the reception desk now. He shouldn't smoke inside. And now the staff finally turn up, and they're trying to break into the car, trying to smash the window, which isn't working. Oh, so one of them re- quite a safe car, then, isn't it? Yeah. The one bloke just realises a metal pole on the floor that he just smashed us on, and they've smashed the window in. And they got him. They got him. But you got to wonder. His car must have been in there for a while. This is what I would assume, anyway. His car's been in there being repaired. He's been promised it earlier in the week, and then they've gone back on it and said, oh, parts haven't arrived. We'll definitely have it done for so-and-so. And he's like, yes, I need it done. I'm fed up with driving this Lada Riva around. <laughs> Get my car lead. back. Yeah. And, uh, so, yep, we'll be ready at such and such a time, such and such a day. It's not ready. He's just lost the plot. I like the comment from the dealer. Uh, there were likely other issues going on in the man's life that contributed to the alleged actions. No, no I don't think so. I think he's just had enough of your poor service. <laughs> <laughs> you just poor. Your mechanics are just ripping him off. Yeah, free. It says three brand new cars were destroyed, as was everything on the showroom floor, which we saw on the video. <laughs> and they reckon fe- they except reckon- for the water cooler. <laughs> you missed it. You missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> Preliminary figures indicate damage in excess of a million rubles. A million rubles? A million rubles, which is about $33,000. Oh, is that dollars. all? Yeah, What's so he smashed into? Oh, Trabants. The free cars. That shows yeah, how cheap the cars Trabants, are. yeah. City Rovers. He smashed <laughs> a few of those. And he's, yeah. now, uh, the doc- he's now facing criminal charges, and he's currently on house arrest. <laughs> oh, shit. He's not doing any obstetrics. Have you ever actually got his car back in the end as well? No obstetrics for you for a while, Doc. Yep. 
be in prison, though. You're going to wish you were in this country. They'd have just find you for that. Yeah. Give you some <laughs> community service that you don't have to do. <laughs> Apparently, you kept ramming a pillar as well in the middle of the building. Which, luckily, they said managed to help stay up. And there's a police going for him now. Yeah, I think he's just driven past, actually. <laughs> but he's trying to collapse a... Ho- yeah, he's but trying to is it like building, a suicide yeah. attempt, then? Do you think he's just trying to collapse the whole building just to bring everything down? Well, if the roof had come down and he survived, it would have been another advert for how good their cars are. <laughs> Look how safe our Suzuki Grand You could drop a roof are. on it and it still stays up. Well, they had to make them safer. They had... Suzuki had a problem in the 80s with their Jeeps, didn't they? The if, you, if you went around a corner at over something like 35 miles an hour, they rolled. <laughs> it's true. And they're they're like those Mercedes A class, they the same. Well, then uh, obviously they, they put out that Vitara then, which was, had a much wider wheelbase. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't quote me on that. This story brought to you by the Suzuki Vitara. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm no spokesman for anyone, <laughs> except for me and this podcast. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so we have, from Mad Russians, what are we going to next then? Ah, uh, right. Right, now, we've been all around Europe so far, well, hardly all around Europe, story from Germany, story from Russia, I'm going across the pond now, I'm going west. To Bridgeport, Connecticut, where a five-year-old boy found dozens of bags of heroin inside a jacket he had taken to school, and he'd shown them to his kindergarten classmates. Hmm. Show and tell. <laughs> Show and tell, yeah. He said to his classmates, you want a smack? <laughs> yep. I don't know. I know they gave him Ritalin and stuff like that, but it's, it's one of them all monged out during the day, so... Yeah. Uh, Bridgeport Superintendent Paul Vallis said he believes the boy took his stepfather's jacket to school on Monday without knowing the drugs were inside it. Now, this kid's five years old. He's five years old and he's taken his stepdad's jacket to school. How small? Yeah, yeah. how small is his stepdad? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Kenny Baker is stepdad or something. (laughs) Right, he said, uh, children obviously bring to school what they find at home. And what this kid found at home were 50 packets of heroin. (laughs) When it came time to show and tell, the boy waved the heroin around at his cubicle. (laughs) The boy's stepfather, 35-year-old Santos Roman, or Roman, whatever you want to call him, Went to the school and recovered the jacket, but police had already seized the drugs. He was arrested when he returned to the school after apparently discovering the heroin was missing. It's like, I had got away with it too, whoever those pesky kids. It's when they called him in for a parent-teacher conference. <laughs> That's a ruse. Yeah. Yeah, so when you just come, I'm coming in anyway. I think my kids took my jacket. I wish I wasn't a midget. <laughs> He was arrested, Roman was arrested on risk of injury to a minor and drug charges. He appeared on Tuesday in Bridgewater Superior Court and was ordered held on $100,000 bail. He wasn't available to comment from jail and there was no phone number listed for his own address. So he got nothing. 
Nada. <laughs> but they have got a lot of bags of heroin. Yeah, the superintendent praised the reactions of the teacher, who initially noticed the drugs worth about £500. How did the teacher know the drugs were worth about £500? Good point. £500 on the street. How much they worked in the classroom? Well, they, these teachers might have got enough money, so maybe that's uh, <laughs> a little bit of side business going. <laughs> Sign yeah. it to the six formers. Oh, man. So, imagine that. Five years old. Oh, what you got for lunch? Oh, smack. <laughs> what are you doing today at school? Chasing the dragon. <laughs> doing nothing, Mum. I'm monging myself out. <laughs> I should be snapped out of it by this time to come home. But it's just... Like I said, he's, how can a five-year-old take his stepdad's coat by mistake? He's is either a freakly big five-year-old, or his dad, like I say, oh, is... I'd say he's more like a freakly big five-year-old, isn't he? Depends if he's been putting the smack on his bloody cornflakes or something, thinking it was sugar. <laughs> oh, Show and tell. Aye. Never like this when I was at school. <laughs> Right, and on to another one now? Yes. What have you got for us? And now we're off to Brazil. Oh, hey, hey, hey. that's probably Mexico, but never mind. <laughs> These people jumping around with funny costumes on and not wearing much on the beach, I think. Mean, yeah, big pair of knockers, plums hanging out of the same <laughs> bikini. <laughs> we know the place. The home of the shave. <laughs> Right, what happened in Brazil? Right, next, when is it? Next year, I think it is. Or was it this year? Oh no, it's this year, June. They're hosting a UN conference on sustainable development. But they only had 30,000 rooms available and they're expecting 50,000 people to attend the conference in Rio de Janeiro. I guess some of them are going to have to double up, aren't they? Well, that was the idea, I think. But now the uh, owners of the Love Hotels have <laughs> cottoned on to the idea and have started to fill the spaces of left in their of their love rooms. I suppose you say it was a United Nations, did you? Yeah. Well, they will be united in these love rooms. What are in the love rooms? Or what aren't in the love rooms anymore? Wow, yeah, exactly. These are the rooms that are usually only booked for a couple of hours hours at a time. Ah, those <laughs> rooms. These rooms. Uh, usually you have nice round round beds and uh, spas. and Nice. Love, I'm just off to get some bread and milk. I'll be about two hours. <laughs> but they've now had to strip all the uh, velvet off the walls. Velvet walls? Velvet off the walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, remove some of the erotic chairs and put a bit more light in the rooms. So is it like velvet wallpaper? I think so, yeah. Velvet stuck on the wall. <laughs> Hugh Hefner's already bought it, people. Don't worry. But they've said the the new guests will like it. They can get back to their motel and have a bath in the whirlpool while watching the news. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. They can't sit on the erotic furniture. No. He's, the, he's agreed they're only going to charge him $100 a night, which is a lot less than what he was asking before. Or a lot less than he would have earned from the uh, part-time customers. Well, yeah, because they're only paying for, what, two hours? So you can get, what, how many... 
What do you reckon? He's five different couples in the same room. He's going to have to turn down 2,000 guests that would normally take up his 170 rooms. Yeah, but they're going to be disappointed if they turn up, his normal guests, and find all all the things that they really love in that room. Gone. Yeah. They're going to turn up and say, oh, let's let's have this room. Let's see what's in this room tonight, love. Uh, uh, No fetishes for us tonight, then. Just a bed. I guess we'll have to have a bath and a bed. What's wrong with that, people? I watch CNN. Don't sit on the dildo chair. <laughs> Apparently, they were very popular with young people because they said there used to be a lot of eighteen-year-olds would go to the motel when they were. But now the the attitudes have changed in the country, so a lot of these sixteen-year-olds are now going and staying at their boyfriends or girlfriends because the parents now allow it, whereas before they they weren't allowed. So they used to go and hide. Uh, rent the rooms out and obviously uh, with the Olympics there in four years and the World Cup there in two years the uh, hotel the love motel owners have spotted a business opportunity what well, uh, actually turning a hotel into a normal hotel yeah basically rather than like a fetish hotel back to a fetish, fetish hotel once the rest of the world have gone but while we got guests from around the world let's make them feel at home they said they want the new decor to uh, strike a balance between love and business. Mm. Yeah, I think there's many businessmen who probably uh, would use it in the old way as well. <laughs> yeah, businessmen hiring them out for a couple of hours. Yeah, they have made one demand, these love motel owners, though. Just one? Just one. They have to keep the Brazil's Dia dos Namorados, or Lover's Day, out of the negotiations. It's a special date on the 12th of June before just, uh, was it? For events at Rio plus 20 begin. Don't know what that is. That's going to be the Rio Carnival, is not it? That could be, yeah. Right. He says all our rooms usually get full on that date. Let me just write this down. Let's have Brazilian Day of Love at 12th of June. 12th of June. 12th of June. Make a note of that. Right, beware love on that day, 12th of June. He's going to celebrate it here instead. Yeah, I'm going to have Lover's Day. Love's Day. Yes, did you know, learn anything from Love Day? That was yesterday. <laughs> there's 300, apparently they reckon there's 320 of these hotels in Brazil. Just in Brazil alone? In Rio, actually. Just, wow. When can they export? They just want to be based in Rio. Because he's a very densely populated area, as you saw by um, Ed Norton running away in the Incredible Hulk film. Yeah. Was he in Rio? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> was it in Rio? I don't know. Yeah. It was in Rio. It was in Fast and Furious. It was Rio, the new one. <laughs> don't make me hungry. Oh, that's not right. But it says the mirror's on the ceiling and the jacuzzis are all staying. Well, so they should as well. You have to be kinky anal bead uh, Michael Hutchins over the door frame to have mirrors on the ceiling I wouldn't like mirrors on the ceiling wank him with a bag over his head tied to a door the guy from NXS he knew the score yeah hey man what's his face Kung Fu oh yeah Carradine yeah <laughs> yeah one in Thailand where was Hutchins he was in Australia was he in Australia when he did it Remember. Yeah, you fools, you're dead, and you could have gone and done this and had some 
somehow in Brazil. Yeah. They'd have found you and they'd have taken you down. Because you had your own room. Fools, you foolish fools. So, get yourself to the Love Hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And now, a story about a superhero rodent. Yes. Superhero rodent, I hear you say? Let's hear more from Nick. It's the amazing uh, magnetic hamster. Magnetic hamster? Yeah. Mm. Insert Richard Gear joke here. <laughs> Why is it magnetic? He swallowed a toy magnet and became stuck to the bars of his cage. <laughs> well, on the top? Or just on I don't the know, it just says he was stuck to the cage, hanging helplessly off the cage. It would be brilliant if he'd been on the roof, just <laughs> hanging. Pet hamster Smurf had to be prized off the bars by his owner, Kate Meach, who came home to find the hamster hanging helplessly off the cage, reports the Northampton Chronicle and Echo. Meach said that the uh, circular magnet which had come off her son's Spider-Man toy could be seen lodged inside the hamster's cheek. <laughs> and the hamster had to spend the Easter bank holiday in a plastic box for obvious reasons. <laughs> she said she left the hamster alone as she believed Smurf would spit it out on, on, it, on her own. However, her body started to repel the metal magnet through her cheek, treating it as a foreign body. She said this made me quite queasy. After fishing out the magnet, he is now recovering with only small greys on his cheek. Oh. <laughs> small greys on his cheek. And he wonders why he can't go back up the walls. He's probably loving it. I thought he'd actually swallowed it. I didn't realise it was stuck in his cheek. Yeah, it obviously and got embedded into his cheek. His body started rejecting it through his cheek. Yeah, rather, rather than, just than spit it out. Yeah. Hamsters, you stupid... And Smurf. Smurf. Yeah, named by kids. Don't let kids name pets. Of course a hamster Smurf. He's not even blue or white. Oh, you couldn't call him Smurf. Paint him. <laughs> Paint it. I mean, what? Well, You'd you be worried if the kid called it Richard Gear, though, wouldn't you, really? Uh, Richard Gear, Magnet Eater. Ah, let me see if I can find this. This hamster with a magnet by eating magnets myself. Wouldn't you be tempted to throw him against a fridge? <laughs> yeah, well, would you be tempted to try and commit crime with a magnetised hamster? Mm. Need a lot of training for the hamster, though. Depends what you want him to do. If he was in, I wonder if the magnet worked if he was in his ball as well. <laughs> yeah, you could get a really strong magnet and just really race it around the room. Put him on a scale electric track. <laughs> Do they work on magnets then, do they? Are they magnets on scale electric? No, maybe not. Might be. If he got in the ball and started running, it might stick to the... Oh, uh, yeah. Or get those old Hot Wheels uh, loop-the-loops. Yeah, you'd have to run the magnet underneath the track there, wouldn't you? So he'd go straight down the track. You'd... I don't know. Do you know what I mean? You might get drawn to the the track by the magnet in him. Yeah, but the, the Hot Wheels is a plastic track isn't it is it so you'd have uh, one magnet underneath and you'd put him on the top and then you'd race just the pull him up to the yeah. top and then just pull the magnet away and watch him roll down <laughs> <laughs> when he's at the top of the loop 
move the magnet and just watch him go flashing down onto the <laughs> Yes, that's one hamster down. Bring me my other hamster. Get that fish that magnet out. Let's do this again. You can attach some wheels to it as well, can you? If you want to be really cool, super glue some sort of like Lego wheels to it. <laughs> then watch it really go. Taken to the hospital, the MRI machine, you just be like running around, <laughs> around in there. In fact, the magnets might act against the MRI, they'd be hovering in space in the middle. Wow, that would look amazing. <laughs> just spinning around. <laughs> Zero G hamster. <laughs> no animals were hurt during this podcast recording. No. Well, not that we know of. Only in our minds are we being cruel to hamsters. Because we wouldn't have a hamster. Uh, smelly things. Yes. Unless it was cooked and on a plate. <laughs> mm. Not as filling as a guinea pig. Mm. Don't mm. know about that. <laughs> well, no, I think guinea pigs are bigger than hamsters, aren't they? I don't know. I thought they were the same thing. They'll, yeah, they'll pretty much look the same, don't they? Worthless pets. They're just posh rats. They're just, yeah, rats as pets as well. Why? Tarantulas is pet. It's not a bloody pet. Sorry. Anything that can bite you and do serious damage. Well, pets, uh, pets. Goldfish? No, they're pretty boring as well. Cats, dogs, and budgies. That's about it. Yeah. No snakes. No, no. A lizard is not a pet. Hamster is not a pet. Kids might think it's a pet until it starts running around and swallowing magnets in the middle of the night and keeping you awake. And you wish you never had one. You wish you had a cat. Would be out during the night, bringing you back dead animals. <laughs> right. I guess that's it then. I think that's it. Yes. I think we'll uh, we'll call it another week. Aye. Uh, once again, thank you to. Anybody who's listened, I uh, really appreciate it. I mean, you're the reason we're doing this, but you're not. Ha! <laughs> we're just doing this for ourselves because we, we enjoy doing it. And we like that. the sounds of our own voices. Well, at least I do anyway. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, and uh, maybe we'll have a special guest again next time. Who knows? Yes, hopefully. Well, thank you very much. That's goodbye from me. That's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Ta-da. <laughs>